to the greatest show on earth. You are cordially invited to come in, invite your ear holes, enjoy the great musical flavors that we have prepared for you. We are your audio chefs for the evening. I am Polly, and I am joined, of course, by our good pal Taylor. Hello. And Psychic Heist. Hey. And we're here to bring you our number five to one albums of 2021 it's been a packed year you you, like that last episode probably blew your wig back and put it on the back of your wall and you've been trying to scrape that shit off for a while and you got it all attached again i hate to tell you it's gonna happen again so i'm gonna need you to go ahead you super glue that shit to your head whatever you need to do because it doesn't stop this train does not stop we're going it's gonna be great you're going to fill your head with so much good tunes, it might explode. That would be that would be a that's, really weird that, Mortal Kombat that. fatality. I think that's what we should aim for, though. That's a good... Know, a- I mean, support. absolutely. Yeah. Just bring them yeah. nonstop we're bangers. Our- mm-hmm. we're here, I, yeah, we're here to become the king of Iron Fist. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Enter the Tekken. All right. Well then, without further ado, introductions have already taken place, so why don't we go ahead, jump right back into the midst of things, Psychic Iced, you got a number five, you have to, it's, there's you ten, are- there's ten, you've got to have a number five in there somewhere. I, I had to look, but I found it. Good, I found good. a five. I was worried, and- you, you messaged me before, you were like, I might have lost it, I was out driving earlier, I was looking, I was buying pepperoni, and I just, I was so excited about the pepperoni, and I thought yeah, you might have lost it. Like a lot of other hey, things. He found a new one on Fiverr. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh. <laughs> Polly, I don't want to hear shit from you. <laughs> <laughs> um... That that was a lot better than what I was gonna say, so I'm, I'm gonna take it. Um, sure. So here, so I am, I am, I'm really excited to talk about this. I, it, this album came like in later November, so I don't know, but there might be some recency bias here. I don't know. Ooh, uh, that's pretty but, high for November, man. It made an impression. But it well, it just brings me joy. I love joy. Joy, joy is good. Joy is good. Yeah, that's one of our operating words here. Is joy it sparks mm. joy. It sparks joy. And the my number five that sparks that joy is Henke by oh, Richard Dawson and yep. Circle. This album's really dope. Uh yes. And 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 in some ways it's it's difficult to kind of talk about because I'm still like deciphering its mm-hmm. lyrical content. Oh, yeah. uh, because this album is like being serenaded by an English professor. <laughs> Who is in fact English? Yep, uh, and just loves medieval and ancient Greek literature, as well as plants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for like years now, I've really been wanting to get more, uh, you know, to get more into Richard Dawson, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he was this like bookish, off kilter British folk artist. Um, like I remember the first time I heard. Richard Dawson sing and I was just like are you fucking serious <laughs> like it it is so it is so wild yeah. how uh he just goes for it but like once you get adjusted to that like a lot of other uh off-kilter vocalists mm-hmm. it I just wouldn't want to have it any other way yeah I just would not have it any other way um and so while I've respected Dawson um 
it's been it's been hard for me to really embrace an album but by god we finally have it with this one nice. um it, it, it has been the key to unlocking this artist for me now again this is a collaborative album uh with like this experimental metal progressive and i guess like krautrock band circle from mm-hmm. finland um I don't really know much more about Circle. Do you any of you two? No, like I, I've heard the name nope. numerous times, but I don't like I'm not familiar because I, I don't really get into Krautrock myself. Right, right. Um, well, it's it's good. It's Circle's on my music education list. Like they're def- I'm definitely gonna have to check out more because their collaboration with Richard Dawson on this record to me is nothing short of magic. Mm. It's like they complimented they complement each other so well you get this feeling like of this english bard from medieval times teaming up with some ancient vikings high on mushrooms uh ready to give you a rock show that's literally the Uh, best description i've heard (laughs) i mean that's what this album is right it Um, is and it uh and and we have songs on this thing that just so interesting concepts that just tickle my imagination you got stories that draws from like scientists who screw up fungal cultures <laughs> or accidentally destroy the world's oldest tree methuselah mm-hmm. uh you got a story about like a family of merchants escaping for their lives uh there's this really just moving one about like ghosts who appear in the hospital and are ready to embark into the afterlife um and in in each of us it's just all kind of wrapped up in the symbolism uh with with plants uh pro- probably specifically flowers actually yeah um and to me this album i guess kind of revolves around this idea of how like human progress or desire or uh or how our plans like as as humanity how it just kind of leads to ill-conceived outcomes (laughs) or death just or just how we like like how we fuck up and there's like and those fuck ups like haunts us as like a species but somehow that connects us and the kicker of this album is that those themes sound so triumphant and beautiful and life-affirming amongst how dire it can all sound mm. um it's 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 wild and um the track that i've picked that i think displays all of that really well is ivy so let's hit it
of a greedy king That everything he touched would turn to gold An oak twig, a pebble, a beetle As the world around him turned to stone The king was quite delighted He very soon realized The error of his choice A roll of bread turned to A nugget in his hand The petals of his flower Fight falling scentless Reaching out to hold his daughter He recalled in horror As she froze in his embrace Tendrils searching Right, Polly. And hit. <laughs> Consider that leaf hit. <laughs> That's a pot joke. Marijuana. <laughs> Got him. I liked it. It's, it's fun. It. I'm a comedian, if you didn't know. Trained. I trained myself. You trained for years. For yeah. this moment. I trained like maybe 15 seconds, really. <laughs> not well, a lot. You know. I'm not big on effort. Seconds to you, <laughs> years to someone. You know, it's, exactly. you know. It's One man's trash, another man's treasure. That's my comedy. <laughs> you probably want a number five for me is probably why you're knocking on my door, right? I mean, there's a shortage of fives. There did is. You, did I, you secure one? I think I can contribute. I think I got one. I think, I got, I think I've already got what I would call a certified banger uh, if the previous episode is to be believed. My number five is Ultra Pop from the Armed. Yes. Just great album. Like, you want an album that's just going to just spend 40 minutes melting your face off? I got yeah. you. I got you. Got you. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like a solid uh, progression from the untitled album and Only Love. Uh, because as the title kind of suggests, like, it embraces a lot more melody uh, than their previous work does. And like we said before, like, despite the fact that this is like a loud, abrasive, and unapproachable for some... I think that it's also very accessible hardcore noise. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that people like this could be an end to that genre. I think um, I particularly like the sequencing of this album. Um, it doesn't start out 
like smashing you in the face. Like this album builds to its loudest moments and then gently guides you back down so that like by the time you reach bad selection and the music becomes a skull, they've sort of like taken you on a stroll through the neighborhood of hardcore abrasive music and dropped you off back at your house where you can put your head down on a pillow and go to sleep uh, very comfortably. Um, It's just an incredible exercise in creating and managing chaos, I think. Um, yeah, that is what this album could be uh, described as, and that was the thing that really I think I liked most about it was that I just like the sequencing. It sounds like a complete journey start to finish, where I think the rest of their catalog is very much like we're going to slam you in the face for thirty-five to forty minutes, and that's what you're going to get. It's still good, but I think that like this move to more melody uh, and a little more structure makes this album like their best work right now. Um, And I've chosen Average Death because it's my favorite track on the album.
Taylor, uh, we've done our part in trying to help the 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 the, the near extinct five population. Do you think you could <laughs> maybe squeeze out one more for us? Maybe just get them a little 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 more over that endangered line. Get them out of that red territory a little bit. Hmm. Well, uh, speaking of bangers from the last episode, mm-hmm. uh, my number five is Existence is Futile. By yeah. Yes! <laughs> Which uh, we've uh, discussed at some length so mm-hmm. far, but because it's a new day and we're all here for the second time, including us who really do stop for a day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and then meet up again later. And we also listen to all the tracks like while we're here. Like there's... As, the new, as the new person, this is very true. Yes. This is very true. We have never told a lie on this podcast, so you no. can believe it all. Yes. Cradle of Filth is an English extreme metal band of some infamy, and they're also a band I like a whole bunch, mm-hmm. who, as we discussed last time, uh, have gone through long periods of not making very good music. Not terrible. Like a, it's not... I've never considered Cradle of Filth bad. No, they, I mean, they've... I've considered mediocre. Like, they've made mediocre I'm, albums, but... There's nothing that I would I ever mean, say, throw that in the trash, get it out of the catalog. I mean, it's not like they've made the weirdness by the Stooges, an album I'll never get mm. over. Woof. <laughs> so, yeah, no, they've just, you know, but it's like, you know, when you hear the, the heights this band can reach, mm-hmm. case in point, you wonder, why haven't they always done this? And yeah. as we've discussed, and as one of our lovely listeners has discussed, <laughs> uh, I find that Cradle of Filth is at their best not uh, when they're trying to write pseudo-gothic metal ballads and throwing a little shade on nymphetamine. I as I can. thought so. <laughs> uh, they're, they're at their best uh, in sort of the same way as when the band Summoning or Slayer is at their best. When they just embrace who they really are at heart yeah, and it, just go full in on it. Yeah, like, like, like kind of the way that like Fear Factory has always been Fear Factory. Like when they embrace what they are, they're at their best. So it's very similar with Cradle of Filth where like if you just just do that thing that you do really good. Yeah, be bombastic and melodramatic. And sing about vampires or some shit. I don't fucking Just know. Just paint the most amazing picture, the most amazing po- apocalyptic picture with your words and sounds that I'm hearing. That's all you gotta do. And Danny Filth can do that on a level that is, re- it's crazy. I love yeah, that is, uh, that banshee. Uh, oh God! That's just it's his so vocal st- range is ridiculous. Yeah, and I'm surprised you, it's never diminished over the years. Yeah, how yeah. is he still doing that? Is what I don't understand. Maybe it's something to do do with England because uh, you know Robert Smith sounds uh, still sounds point. pretty good. I that's think. a good point. <laughs> well, it, it's kind of funny because I was going to suggest I don't know if Danny Filth drinks or smokes. And mm. I'm pretty damn positive Robert Smith smokes cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he still sounds yeah, good maybe though. It, yeah, maybe it is England. <laughs> uh, so my song, uh, we kind of talked about last time how this felt like a return to form. I kind of felt like uh, Hammer the Witches was a return to form, and mm. then Cryptoriana was like a 
was like a setback. Yeah. And now we've come back to form. Uh, but, you know, we spoke about an album of theirs called The Midian. Mm-hmm. And there was a very special guest feature on a couple of those songs. Yeah. And his name is Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley. And best known to the world is the voice of Pinhead from the Hellraiser the Hellraiser himself, he fe- baby! And he features on the song where Cradle of... Well, this is basically the album where Cradle of Filth gets woke, I guess. Yeah, it's very, it's a, this album is but actually t- a lot more uh, political than their previous mm-hmm. work has ever been. Yeah, it's like they've just decided, fuck it, we're going to make Suffer Our Dominion. Yes! Which is a song about global warming with Doug Bradley, and that's My favorite track. So good. <laughs>
restore the balance, nature will retaliate. But it will be no subtle pruning of our luxuries. It will be a cruel and merciless catastrophe on a global scale. And without doubt, it will be the end of life as we know it. So we throw it back to Psychic Heist. Hey. Uh, did you know? Now, they say that four means death. Uh, <laughs> so does your four mean death? Or does your four mean life? I think it's life. I think my four is very much life. Four uh, means Vita. <laughs> Boom! I'm hot. Told you, man. I told you. I'm a comedian. You gotta be ready. <laughs> any moment just waiting in the wings take your shot here we go um that's great uh yes i i, I this my number four sorry i that was great i'm, I'm throwing off a second <laughs> i'm sorry um, i'm sorry sometimes a joke is there and i've gotta you got to absolutely that, that's what i tell my kids always say the funny thing always say the funny <laughs> thing even if it makes you look dumb say the funny yep. thing say the funny thing um all right, my number four. And four is an interesting position because mm-hmm. I, I feel like four could be the underrated position on the list. I agree. In some, in mm-hmm. some ways, yeah. you know, it's just, it can be the overlooked. Um, please do not overlook this album. 
because mm-hmm. uh, my number four is one of the most rich and polished productions of this year. Uh, a record that is like so effortless, you could take it for granted. Uh, my number four album of the year is Sometimes I Might Be Introvert by British Nigerian rapper Little Sims. Mm. Happy with that one. That's a damn fine choice. Yeah. Uh, this album is an experience in Oof. every sense of that phrase. Mm. Like, And, you know, it's remarkable is that it is 19 tracks. Oh, you know, yeah. and, a few of those are, and a few of those are skits. But when you have that much content, there's a higher chance that you could slip up. Yeah. But but hell no. Like, th- this album does not miss a fucking beat. No. Like, you've, you've got production choices on these beats that can at one time just sound so huge and grand. It's, it's the most lavish hip-hop album I've heard mm. in a long time. Yes. Um, but then you get moments that are like more intimate and oh, chill God. and yeah. introspective. And the, all these choices form like this, uh, like this, like what feels like this autobiographical movie mm-hmm. of Little Sim's life. Uh, uh, where we get to know about her origins, inspirations, her struggles, successes, her relationships with her family and her loved ones. Uh, she is not, you know, afraid uh, in the slightest to show herself being vulnerable, while equally able to like, like, just be badass oh, and have God. so much, so much charisma. She has so, so much, much swagger. She has so much swagger on the mic that it's ridiculous. She, she, oh, she yeah. makes it seem effortless. Yes. Um, It's just an album where you get to experience and you get to know Little Sims so well that always by the end of it, I'm just like, I'm breathless. Yeah. yeah. And and I feel inspired when it like this is a pick me up out. Like, I just always feel inspired by the end of it. Same. And and you know what? Also, I wish Little Sims was my friend. She's like, su- she's such a person. Like she's so personable. Even on an album like it's, it's a hip hop album where you gotta like have some charisma and swagger and maybe be above mm-hmm. it all. She's mm-hmm. so human in this record. You feel like you're just sitting down. It's they're telling you their life story, but she's doing it in a very poetic and 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 theatrical manner. Exactly. Um, and yeah, she just she just sounds like a lovely person to hang out with. Absolutely. Um, um, I'm a little bit self-conscious about bringing this up. Um, if you need to cut it, go ahead. Because um, um, that, that's because I'm like, I'm really sick and I'm depressed about Kanye West these days. Oh, aren't uh, we all? <laughs> <laughs> but... If you enjoyed old Kanye in the way of like college dropout mm-hmm. and like le- late registration, mm-hmm. um, I think you would really enjoy this record because it, it does feel like it's picking up a little bit where those left off. Yeah. Of course, she gives her own voice, you know, yeah. her own spin on it. Um, and o- honestly, I think she arguably does it just as good. Oh, if yeah. not better. If yeah. not better than those records. Like I've always felt those records were a little inconsistent, but this this thing from top to bottom, I'm just uh, just. I don't skip no breathless. I throw yes, this on. I throw this yeah. on, and I'm hooked in for the next hour. Exactly, and you know I could pick any track, mm-hmm. even the interludes. I love the interludes. I think they're so nice. Um, but the the one I'm gonna play, uh, I'd like to play for y'all, is uh, "I Love You, I Hate You," mm. um, be- because a I, I think that's actually a perfect song. Yes. And I think it gives the the listener a good sample of how well orchestra is used in this album. Yeah. Um, and B, 
that lyrical content um, of like having a complicated relationship with an estranged parent is mm-hmm. it's, it's just something I really identify with. So and just the way uh, the, um, the the chorus plays with that, in the way mm-hmm. that she just subtly interjects enough that "I love you, I hate you" sample to mm-hmm. just make it work. It's so good. It's so so good. So hit it. I love you. I hate you. Give my life for this If the bullet was the beat I would probably die for this How many times did I cry for this? I would hate myself if I didn't at least try for this What's at stake is bigger than me Blood, tears, how it stains Can't rid it with ease What we have in common is our pain We're given the keys To unlock what it takes to fight for what we believe in Hard to confront the truth with what you see in the mirror Some people you inspire and others you trigger Fighting in blind faith led by the internal voice You might not want to do it but you don't have a choice Will the pressure take me to new heights or be my demise? Will my intentions coincide with what I advise? The people looking up to me doing everything right But who am I to tell anyone how to live their life? Your pain threshold will determine if you survive I'm amazed by it Lying to myself, pretending I was never faced by it Maybe cause you're in my DNA, that's why Sometimes your kids you made a promise to give them a life you didn't live my ego won't fully allow me to say that i miss you a woman who hasn't confronted all her daddy issues the day will come when you grow up find all the answers to your sins pressures are provider feeling unhappy within or what kind of external family shit up on your plate but i understand wanting and needing an escape too much i said now the silence giving me headaches only through speech can we let go of all this dead weight even though i'm angry don't want to be disrespectful trying to figure out how to approach this in the best way hard to not carry these feelings even on my best days never thought my parents would give me my first heartbreak anxiety giving me irregular heart rate used to avoid getting into how i really feel about this now i see i think all life can be and so it can't wait should have been the person there to hold me on my dark days it's easier to stargaze i wish then be faced with this reality you a sperm donor or a dad to me and still Standards. Then you realize that they're human and you calm down 
Sometimes I'm unbalanced and I think, raw, why am I losing my steps? Lately I'm paranoid, I feel my life is a mess. I'm just using my voice, hope it will have an effect. He was just once a boy, often I seem to forget. Looking at Polaroids, a picture secretly kept. You know what was destroyed, but you don't know what was left. Trying to phase out the noise of all you hear in your head. Everything is a choice and anything can be said. Is you missing the point? Are you just hearing me vent? Or is you in understanding, knowing my words will connect? I keep you in my prayers, cause life is short as we know. Every mistake you make should contribute to your growth. What you choose to avoid will probably come in your dreams. I'm not forgiven for you, man, I'm forgiven for me, and sometimes. Sometimes. And Polly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Here's perked can, up. What you got? Can, can, can I do you a four? I can. I got can a four. Can you do me a four? I can do you a four. I got the, I got, I got, you, again, these shows are never planned and you never know how these are going to turn out. So like when, when fun, <laughs> when fun crossovers like this happen, it's always a, it's always a treat. My number four is sometimes I might be introvert from Little yeah. Sims. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess to kind of just jump more on um, uh, the conversation that we just had, I think the only thing that I would add to that is I think that like she really confronts her relationships and herself with like this straightforward, brutal honesty that's really incisive. Like, she's not only incisive to the people that she might be having issues with, she also points that at herself uh, to mm. to deconstruct herself a lot. Uh, but it's never bogged down in self-pity or wallowing. Um, this is like... Um, this is like an entire album of Kendrick Lamar's song, You, from To Pimp a Butterfly. <laughs> Yeah, but it's willing yeah. to have a kindness and a patience for itself that that song lacked. Um, mm -hmm. It's an album that emotion. This album emotionally understands that it's okay to be fucked up about the things that she's fucked up about. Mm -hmm. um, so that by the time you reach the end of the journey, it's like it all makes sense. Like it's just the human experience, and it's why you feel like you've come to know her so much over the last hours because it's it comes from a place of honesty and, and being afraid to open oneself and be this vulnerable. Um, but without it ever being like a wallow fest or anything. Um, mm -hmm. And again, like the production is just ridiculous. She seems, I was going to say, she seems just very wise. Yes. For, for where she is in yeah. life. Yeah. She's yeah. very wise. Yeah, it's just it, it and, and just like and like she's got like like she's not one of those rappers that just has one flow. Like she she mm -mm. the way she can like switch styles on a beat, the way that she constructs her rhymes, the way that she constructs her verses is always just really interesting. And, and I, that was so, like like her previous album, uh, Gray uh, Gray Area, just missed mm. my list in 2019. It mm -hmm. just missed. Um, so, like, when I knew that she was coming out with something to follow that up, and I saw that it was going to be something a lot more, 
uh, of a concept and and and, con- and confessional. It was like, oh, this this could be interesting. I also like that like she she made the album an acronym of her nickname of her. Nickname. I love that her nickname being Simbi, and it's sometimes I might be introvert. I think that's really yeah. rad. Um, yeah. And the song that I chose is just the fucking opener. Goddamn. If I'm going to tell you what this album is, if I'm going to show you what Sometimes I Might Be Introvert is, I'm just going to show you the first track, Introvert. It's a perfect example of everything this album does, both both from a lyrical standpoint, from the production standpoint, from the orchestral just theatrics of it all. This gives you everything in a six-minute runtime. So there you go. Deserving, 
realise there is a prison and ask me a condition that's fucked. Man, it's like they can't sleep till our spirit is crushed. How much fighting must we do? We've been fearless enough. Always seen as broken homes in poverty. Corrupt government officials, lies and atrocities. How they talking, almost threatening the economy. Knocking down communities to re-up on properties. I'm directly affected, it does more than just bother me. Look beyond the surface, don't you see what you want to see? My speech ain't involuntary, projecting attention straight from my lungs. I'm a black woman and I'm a proud one. We walk in blind faith, not knowing the outcome. But as long as we're unified, then we've already won. Intuition protected you along the way. Feelings allowed you to be well balanced, and perspective gave you foresight. The top of the mountain is nothing without the climb. Only the strong will survive. Only the Only strong will survive. Taylor, number four. We we brought some life back to the show, um, but I understand, as you've warned us ahead of time, we might need to pick me up after your number four. So I'm bracing myself, putting on the old seatbelt, seeing what you got in store for us. Hit us up. What's your number four? Yeah. Yay, my number four is really miserable. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Because my... Because my number four is Sinner, Sinner Get, Get Ready, Ready by Lingua yeah. Noda. Oh, man, that <laughs> album. I think Polly knew where I was going with that. Like, <laughs> I Caligula was it. bad enough, and she yeah. comes back with Sinner Get Ready, and it's just, oh, Sinner, you better get ready. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. The, so, 
for those of you who aren't aware, Lingua Ignota is a neo is a neoclassical musician currently based out of Chicago, Illinois. And oh boy. <laughs> like how do you describe oh her what boy. she does other than oh boy? <sighs> this is real makes, shit right here. Yeah. He makes music that is very gut-wrenching and visceral. And mm. hard to listen to this sometimes. Is, this is somebody mm. throwing all like like if the Little Sims album was confrontational, like this is more of like the final boss showdown with one's own psyche and how they've been molded over the course of their life. And it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's melodic stuff, there's droney stuff, there's less actual, like, harsh screaming than there was on Caligula, per se. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the subject matter and the style and presentation and the performance all kind of add up to this massive bombastic and very face-punching, I guess is the best way to describe what Lingua Ignota does. Yeah. Oh, I, I, just, I feel like it just rips out your heart and mm. then has you look at it and examine it, you know? Just, it's... Like mm. th- this is an album that deals a lot with uh, the religious Bible Belt uh, of the country mm. and the Appalachians. Yep. And this is somewhere where I grew up, so all of this shit... Hit way too close to home when you're talking about all these fake ass preachers like Jimmy Swaggered and shit. Like Same there's, here. there's a lot here, and I've seen I've seen so much of uh, of of that hatred destroy so many people in my life and almost destroy me. Um, that that it's just really gut wrenching to listen to uh, this and enjoy it. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's just mm. this is not an album I can throw on and just enjoy. Much like Caligula. <laughs> yeah, no, this isn't. Uh, this isn't an album that's gonna that's gonna find its way into your regular rotation. <laughs> it's like a means. movie. You throw it on every once in a while because you want to live in that space, but you don't want to be there for a long time. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to. You don't want to go to the grocery store, you know, <laughs> with this on the earbuds as you look for produce. It's uh, yeah, you're, you're not going to be listening to this on the treadmill anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, the song I've chosen to inflict on our poor listeners <laughs> is "Perpetual Flame of Centralia." Yes, oh, so good. Good, That's good, such good. A good one. The blood of Jesus Fear is nothing When the path is wrong
So, 
I do believe that I have what would be our final listener list of the year. We, of course, do thank the people that have taken time to to send us lists. We very much yeah, thank you. That like a lot of effort put in it, put into those, and of course, I think that's going to be the mm-hmm. case with what we got coming up. We have an audio list. Ooh, mm-hmm. fancy! All right, mm-hmm. so I want you to get your your media players ready because we're going to sync ourselves up, and we are going to hear from our very own pal from the Sox Cast, our good pal Rhett, who's chosen a few albums for us to indulge in. So, in a in a three, two, one play hey album listening club whoa it's weird being on the other side for once i'm a listener now and i've got a list unlike you three my shirt says i love good music only so it's time for my top three albums of the year my number three is one i'm pretty sure won't be showing up on any other lists as when i first found it on spotify a lot of the tracks had yet to hit 1000 plays even a few months after it came out i just immediately vibed with it it's simple straightforward rock with a bit of a prog edge and i just love how the vocals sound This is the album Meat Mallet from the band A Formal Horse. Here's a sample. Number two album of the year is the album Day and Age from the band Frost. Their band I really got into last year, and while I didn't think this year's new album was their strongest album at first, it's still a really solid effort and has continued to grow on me more and more over the course of the year. The album also has a few repeated phrases, melodies, and thematic connections between songs, making it into one big cohesive listening experience from start to finish, rather than just a collection of songs. Number one is probably going to be obvious, as I called it such on Twitter even before actually listening to it. And when I did, it actually lived up to my own hype. It's Aphelion from the band Leprous. This album is just entirely my jam on every single level. I love every track, they all go really big and over the top, it's just pretty much perfect start to finish. And then the final minute just goes even bigger and that's not the clip I'm about to play. You'll just have to listen to the album yourself.
Anyways, happy holidays, happy new year, all that jazz. Honorable mentions, Kalaipi Mori, Your Mori, and Hoshimachi Suisei, still, still stellar. Goodbye, thank you. <laughs> Got his weeby stuff in there at the end. I knew he was going to have a VTuber on there somewhere. So I, I like that I like that Meat Mallet album, though. That sounded really good. Okay. That track sounded groovy. Yeah, I'm I'm checking that out like right after. Yeah, yeah me too. I, I think that that's gonna be a fun way to end the night. Yeah. Good I, list. I, I was gonna say, uh, Rhett, could you please post more in the uh, music Discord for me? I mean, I know <laughs> I could look at your Twitter, but I would. I, your music taste interests me, and I feel like it would be a, a like kind of a, a genre I'm not really used to. Mm-hmm. So you know, well, don't you be go. afraid. Don't be afraid, Rhett. Jump please. in. As a fan, please. The jump water's in there. the water's nice. It's great. Yes. You'll enjoy it. Good. Retto was like, I don't know how to talk about music, but literally just did an amazing presentation he did. there. Like, that Knocked was it awesome. Out of the park. That was perfectly he, talk, he talks about anime and talks about video games so well. One of the best at it. Yep. Like music is obviously he could do that too. Effortless. So. Effortless. Thank mm. you very much, Rhett. We appreciate the list. Uh all right. Uh, we're cruising in now. We are getting into the danger zone. The top oh three. This is it. it. Is. This is the this big is stuff. Like these are oh, all just God. nuclear bombs at this point. Like I got like I got like adrenaline now. All right. shooting through my arms. All right. Well, you're going to be the first. You're going to be the one to launch the first tactical nuke. So let all them right. have it, Ph. All right. My number three. It's it's uh, one that I feel pretty intimidated to discuss, mm-hmm. um, and that's because for me to talk about it, I would need to go into this possibly sub possibly touchy subject of like uh, religion and spirituality. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so it's known, like you know, uh, spirituality and one's connection or non-connection with God. Uh, I, you know, I think that is deeply personal. Sure. So by bringing, bringing my own bullshit to the matter, like I want it to be known. I respect religious belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got no agenda, you know, I'm trying to tear them down. Absolutely. Um, Same here. That being said, you sinners get ready. Ooh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because, because my number three album of the year, uh, is Linguic notice sinner get ready. Yep. Bring us up just to bring it right back down. <laughs> well, we had Red in there to help us out a little bit, but uh, we're crashing right back down into the earth. I know. I'm like, you know, the only way to really grow is to experience misery. Um, <laughs> you know, this album is just nothing short of a masterpiece. Yeah. And... I know it's, it wouldn't be to everyone's taste, but I, it's still something I would recommend if, you, if you're like a music geek. Like, I, it's like, this is someone making some fucking art. You yeah. know, like, you, you really, you should really just give it the listen, you know, and then be like, oh, well, that was that, or maybe you're, you're moved by it. Um, but it's, it's really worth hearing. And, um, you know, we talked about Caligula, and I guess, you know, I said, how do we describe that? It's just like, you know, Caligula is like parts piano, uh, classical kind of instrumentation, uh, extreme vocals, and I guess noise rock. Yeah. Uh, in a way. Um, and um, it's a brutal listen, but what it shares with Sinner Get Ready and what Sinner Get Ready um, basically dives more into is uh, religious imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Sinner Get Ready, in a way, is kind of like this inverse of that, where 
you know, it's it's in in a ways, uh, and I might be repeating a lot of what Taylor went over, um, but it's it's a more in a way a more subtle kind of album, uh, trance inducing. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, draw- it, to the extent you could to the extent you could even apply this label, I would say that Center Get Ready is perhaps more accessible than yeah. Caligula. Like, it's, like <laughs> Caligula it's... is both aesthetically and, fr- and from its content just an incredible hard sell. I think yeah. that but criticism was... of religion is something you can easily sell people on, especially if they're like us. Um, mm-hmm. And... Um, this album's aesthetic is a lot more gentle, despite the fact that, look, she's going to be wailing a lot, and it's going to be scary. <laughs> it's very scary. Um, and, you know, uses, like, I guess, kind of like old folk music uh, and, and old religious imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, using, I guess, the instrumentation is like old Appalachian, you know, Hemi kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think she, ta- she taught herself how to play banjo yeah. um, on this. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, it's actually kind of weirdly similar to the Dawson album. There's a medieval sound about it. Yes. Um, but unlike that Dawson album, which I kind of think is joyous, this is, as we said, very unnerving yeah. um, an experience. Um, so, uh, you know, and sorry if this is a little cringe, uh, but when I when I listen to this album, um, you know, there's a rather kind of iconic uh, Modest Mouse lyric Um I was in heaven, I was in hell, believe in neither, but fear but them, fear as, them well. as well. Yep. And I can't help but think of that a little bit. I uh, think that that's exactly a great way to sum this album up. Like, it's, mm-hmm. that's a perfect encapsulation. Yeah, because uh, she's, I, I think she's like atheist and yeah. agnostic herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and while this is like a just a scathing critique on religion, um, it's, I think there's an acknowledgement in it as well like she would like to have a connection with a higher power absolutely you Uh, You get that and yeah and uh, that's just really compelling for me uh because i was as we talked before probably you're in the bible belt area yes yes so was i i grew up in the bible belt um uh raised by my grandparents and uh my grandfather was a pastor um so i have like rooted feelings um (laughs) really conflicted christian you know yeah. ethics and morality that's that's in me and um and while now i can be like well well how can god exist in a, when we have a world with, <laughs> with, with we have what we have like what kind <laughs> of asshole right <laughs> exactly um this doesn't seem like divine planning this exactly sounds like human planning <laughs> yeah yeah it's just random c- cruelty and um you know, religious corruption. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yet, on the other hand of that, there's, it just, and it will, I think it will always kind of fuck with me is that I, I do have this feeling of like, am I damned, you know, for, right. for questioning God? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, this album brings all of that out yeah. of me. Um, and while it is an uncomfortable one, I think it actually ends on a, just, it's so sad, but it's also just so beautiful at the end. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe it's overused when talking about this album, but I, I, like to me, this is a spiritual experience. Yeah, um, it, it's very much speaking to that. And, and like, mm. this is an album where, like, it, it, it perfectly addresses the issues that I've always had uh, with religion and, like, mm. 
it's very specifically why is it used as a tool for hatred when it supposedly comes from such a good place. You know, you're always yes. taught that like yeah. God is love, but like I only ever see these people talk about people they hate. It's always right. like, like religion could be this wonderful, beautiful thing, mm-hmm. but it's mm. peddled by the absolute worst fucking people on the planet. That's, and that's what that's, this album laments. Yeah, that, and that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, um, this this album is just more upfront and coarse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, while, you know, we don't get all that sort of, I guess, plasticity of commercial virtue, you know, that mm-hmm. you get from just Christian culture um, that I've that I've experienced my life. You know, I'm not I'm not speaking on all. Uh, all Christian belief there, uh, no. but just just from having grown up and you know experienced it, um, yeah. This this is an album that you could just I could really just dive in and talk at long lengths about. Um, and I, I will say I think for the longest time this was actually my number one of mm. the year. Um, but I did reconcile that because as we discussed, it's just not exactly always something you grab for, right? Um, but equally i think that's that fact is what makes it special yeah uh because when i do want to listen to it like i set aside yeah i set aside everything it's a movie mm -hmm. it's a movie experience yes yeah and i'm devoting myself just entirely to it um so uh taylor picked you you know her track there Mm -hmm. um the track i I would like to play for you oh you got Uh, you finally got dinged did you it it, it literally happens at least once an album actually no no i i uh taylor's track is better sample of the album oh okay the track i'm choosing is not really as much Mm -hmm. but i just love it uh and that's i who bend the tall grass yes Mm. that's my favorite um yeah um and like i said it maybe it doesn't represent the album as a whole but it just goes for the throat. Yeah. Um, it's a song, you know, that's told through the eyes of this bloodthirsty religious zealot. And mm-hmm. while I've never been to like sermons or prayer circles or like revival meets uh, in my life that have wished death on someone, mm-hmm. um, I've definitely been to ones that have reached this almost like schlocky yeah. over, over the top kind of desperation mm-hmm. uh, she brings to it. Yeah. Um, and I just love how fucking visceral it is. It's amazing because I like again. This is the most disturbing track on the album because I've mm-hmm. I've seen and heard people talk like this, and yes, it's yep, terrifying, exactly. you know, because it they're talking about people like me, and it's just mm. like, and it comes from such oh, a real. Hard. It mm-hmm. comes from such a real place. They really think that their divine god of love should kill somebody for being different. Mm. Yeah, and it's also this gross place of like because I have done all these things exactly. for you, you need to do this for me, which is like the worst. And like you in know? this song, it's like these petty things that this person wants somebody killed for. Mm-hmm. It's so yep. ridiculous, and it's so true to life. It's it's so goddamn unnerving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her performance mm-hmm. is just so fucking like how fucking dare you not listen to me. Just mm-hmm. oh, it's just like the ultimate religious Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to God's manager <laughs> right now. <laughs> I drove ten minutes to get here. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it. This song just packs a punch. Mm-hmm. So, all you sinners out there, embrace yourself. 
don't care that he can't help. I can't do it again. I can't do it again. He belongs to me. All right. Hey. How we feeling? I'm feeling good. Um, I think, you know, we, we, we had two from the Lingua Ignota album in a row. Maybe we're, oh boy, we had that bright like, spot in the middle. We had that oasis with Rhett, but I think we're still kind of, oh boy. Thank you, Rhett. Thank Thanks, you, Rhett. Rhett. Rhett, we needed that. <laughs> Unknowingly, we needed that. Uh, yeah. But I think I think I can help pull us back out again. I think I can. Up. I think I can perk us up. I think I can brighten the skies a little bit. Maybe get away mm-hmm. from a little of the doom and gloom. My number three has already been mentioned once on this show, and I'm happy to bring it back up again. My number three is LP from JPEG yes. Mafia, offline version, JPEG. of course. So I think that, like PH, JPEG Mafia is probably has been my favorite hip hop producer for longer than I realized. Um, All My Heroes Are Cornballs was sort of me realizing that, and LP is me making that confirmation. Just stamp it. Like, (laughs) he understands dramatic tension and songwriting, and despite the fact that, like, he's tied to a genre where the artist takes center stage, his own vocal presence on his tracks and albums can seem sparse by hip-hop standards, I think. Um, Mm. Because he produces all of his own shit. Uh, Mm. nobody produces for him so when you go into a JPEG Mafia album everything about what you're hearing is him he doesn't need to go that extra mile lyrically uh, a lot of the time to make his points stick across I love hearing him rap obviously Um, but for me his production is just so interesting in the way that like he cuts his vocals and the way he'll just like omit a word for some reason like I don't know why you took that random innocuous word out like it, it just like it'll leave a phrase weirdly unfinished or something but it's just these little decisions that he makes that make him an interesting songwriter and a producer uh, it just continues to 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 amaze me um, and I feel like 
we said before, I feel like this is uh, 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 his most personal work. Uh, again, it's coming from a place of like an industry that has kind of just ignored him, despite the mm -hmm. fact that, you know, he's done everything everybody probably asked him to do, but he could probably yes, look at, yeah. but he probably looks at somebody like Tyler, the creator, who is also a self-produced, you know, like a rapper. He does his own shit. And he's had amazing success in the last five or so mm -hmm. years. So he probably, like, not from a jealousy standpoint and not from any ill will, but doesn't maybe doesn't understand, like, well, why am I the one out here, like, being left adrift when I'm changing this game as much as somebody like that? Um, mm -hmm. And like with a lot of Peggy's albums as well, I feel that his work is best consumed in album form. Um, that's not to say he doesn't have banger singles, but... Mm. I feel that, like, while they may not be concept albums on a grand scale, he's very clearly putting these pieces of music together in the way that they're created to create this collage of many colors. And this is the first mm. time he's really put himself under the microscope, um, especially with how he chose how to release the album, where, like, there is this corporate version where the label wouldn't clear samples, but the one that means the most to him is the one you're going to find on Bandcamp because that was produced and like he gets no money from that because of the way it had to be, you know, because of the sample clearing. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I don't know really what else to say. Like, I think everybody knows by now that JPEG Mafia is one of my favorite artists currently going and the dude just mm. excites. Like every time I hear that he's doing something. Uh, he also oh, has a real. I'm with you. I'm with you. On he that. also it's... has a real strong Twitter game too. Uh, he's very funny. Mm -hmm. they, they, like... I, need to, I need to check that out. I've, you know, I, I, I like watching interviews with JPEG Mafia <laughs> he's a lot. So fascinating, and he's so yeah. more down to earth than you think he would be. Yeah, um, uh, he's, a, he's another Mafia Nardwar interview. The Nardwar interview in particular <laughs> so was just yeah. so down to earth and just genuinely him putting again putting a focus on himself when he never has done that before yeah. I, li I like how he like starts the interview out saying like this is the most sober i've ever been <laughs> <laughs> i didn't get high or drunk for this interview that's how much being interviewed by nardwar is important yeah to him. i mean yeah. uh, the people's party uh the the talib um oh that rap talib uh, talib quali uh, Quali, yes, yeah. he, he he was on that podcast. Yeah. He was drunk and throwing up every two minutes. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It was a bit of a disaster. It, it was something. <laughs> it was uh, oh Peggy, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, uh, but, but but yeah, another one was like, I want to be friends with you. You yeah. know, like just so cool. So and he apparently is super super cool to people at his shows, like afterwards. So mm -hmm. it's he's like that. All that seems to translate over into real life, where it's just like, yeah, like mm -hmm. he's just a super chill dude, uh, mm -hmm. with with a, probably a lot of really interesting stories to tell. Um, mm -hmm. Love to pick his brain about some stuff sometime, but that'll never happen. <laughs> yeah, imagine <laughs> me getting an interview with JPEG Mafia. Imagine that. <laughs> There's a couple artists on my list I'd like to get an interview with, but it'll never happen. I can dream. Maybe I'll send those emails out next year, and we'll see what happens. There you go. <laughs> you never know until you, you know you you know you know you know you know miss the shots try, you don't. Right? You always miss the shots you don't take, right? Right, right, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, and well, since we've already had one of the more uh, serene um, uh, and 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 uh, personal songs on the album, all right, why don't we go with the banger? I'm going. <laughs> I'm yes. pulling the I'm pulling the pin and I'm throwing rebound in there. Oh, um, thank you. I I mean I had to 
Just like like my other choices were tired, nervous, and broke, and Dikembe. Um, so oh, yeah, another good one. So so it's like you know what? You know, like 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 PH was the one. I was like PH is going to be the one to steal my thunder on this one. So as soon as you said <laughs> rebound, I was like, ah! so I get I get like, but this is just like look. I, I love I love JPEG Mafia at his being as artsy the most artsy self that he can be, but I also really mm. love it when he just fucking goes in and murders a beat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also wow. on a track with a, a dude named Dat Piff Mafia, who mm, I am going to be funny. keeping an eye on yeah. in the future. Yeah. This dude is dope. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad this is this got represented because it, it is such a good track. It's and so this good. was one this was one of my picks, like speculative, like well, Polly's list got to be JPEG. JPEG's got to make it. Yeah. JPEG's got to make. It. There's no way JPEG Mafia <laughs> yeah. does not make this list, especially with an yeah. album this strong. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, here's a rebound from LP. Yeah, yeah you know the truth is the truth, you know. Yeah. Uh, when I look at your shit, I'm like, ha. Huh? When I look at my shit, I'm like, ah. Uh. Wave cat got me feeling like wop dad. All I do is respond how I'm, I'm mad. It gets funny the more that you front. Well, you quick to make sure it's what you want. Why would I pray for your health? Maybe I'll pray for myself. Why would I pay for your pick to go? Yeah. I'm looking somebody else. I'm looking somebody better. Yeah. You just look at whoever. Yeah, yeah. And OT, fuck with me, baby, I can't be stuck for real Last nigga tried me broke and lying, baby, I heard this man got uh-huh. real Look at the preacher and look at this bill Swear on the Bible and keep it concealed Cause when the world is not living like seal <laughs> Why would I pray for your health? Uh, baby, I pray for myself yeah. Why would I pray for your pigs?
Taylor. Hello. Take us into the danger zone. You got a number three? I do have a number three. Let's have it. All right. Call it recency bias mm -hmm. if you must. Okay. But my number three is Deceiver by Chemis. Okay, oh. yes, this album's really good. Yeah. So, Chemis is a doom metal band. Yeah, yeah they're, mm -hmm. they're, like, they're uh, like accessible doom metal. Like, they're, yeah. baby, they're, they're baby doom metal that I like. like <laughs> am, am I wrong? Like, uh, a little, little pallbearer Pallbearer, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. in that mm -hmm. same vein of, you know, traditional but doomy, but also not a Black Sabbath clone, which is the kind mm. of music I fucking hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to listen to Black Sabbath. It's so Black like, Sabbath man. still exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, Chemist is a doom metal band from Denver, Colorado, who has featured on my list before. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when Desolation came Desolation. out. Desolation. Right and, after we recorded, like, I went and got that album. Like, that was an out, like, yep. because when I, like, when I went and listened to the track, I was like, holy shit, how did I miss this? And I, like, <laughs> I literally went and got that album right afterward. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so they've just, they've got a very, very musical and melodic, but very heavy and down-tuned mm. and sludgy and bombastic approach to their music. It's crunchy, is it's just, big, I love it. Yeah, it's just like, they're, it's like Chemist is showing up half half the time to show every other metal band how it's done. Absolutely. Really. <laughs> yeah, there's just, it, it's strange to say that, it's strange to say, obviously, you know, you bring up Paul Bearer, who also featured highly on my last mm -hmm. year's list. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, yep. Because they're they're so similar and yet quite distinct, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Paul Bearer has sort of a more soaring kind of feeling to them, where Chemist is more of like your typical headbangy, crunchy kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like, like, mm -hmm. like Paul Bearer is very pretty, it's very clean. And 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 chemist is ugly, dirty, grungy, and, and they're very distinct, and they're both two really good flavors. Mm. Yeah. And uh, my pick for my track off of this album is House of Cadmus.
I don't know why House of Cadmus sounds like something from an X-Men comic. House of Cadbury? Like House of Cadbury eggs. Now there's a house I want to be in. Me too. I love those sickeningly sweet little sugar balls. God, they're so good. And they're like, like, do those those only exist one time a year? Or can you actually get those year round? Oh, I'm sure there's a black market out there. The the black market? I want the black market. I only want the black market. (laughs) (laughs) I only want the black market Cadbury eggs. Uh, I mean, there's a place I can get them year round, but in terms of times of year, you can get them in like Walgreens or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's Easter and Easter and Halloween. I get them some bitches in packs of five and then I buy five of those five packs. All right, PH, we're on the home stretch. Here we go. All right. Um, I'm gonna take us there. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a heavy one though. Uh-oh. It's gonna be a heavy one. Um, so, just um, you know, we're in this together. We're gonna make it. Um, we're holding hands right happen. now. We're we're it's, holding it's, hands. It. We're huddled together. <laughs> we're huddled together. <laughs> um, but we need to allow ourselves to kind of experience uh, the possibility of defeat, so we can conquer mm. um, whatever is in front of us. Um, this my second album here is is one that uh, has already been mentioned, mm-hmm. um, and it's by the time I get to Phoenix by Injury Ooh. Reserve. Ooh, wow, this one! Yeah. Holy yeah. crap! I did not mm-hmm. see this land. I wasn't even sure this would make your list. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that you mentioned liking it when it came out, but wow, mm-hmm. this high. I w- I and for the longest time I I I wasn't sure either I I I didn't like when I first heard the singles from this album because my my f- familiarity with Injury Reserve uh, was the the mixtape f- Floss yeah that's a real uh, fun um, one it's it's just really that's a really fun semi noisy hip hop release like, you know like Injury Reserve prior to this album which is why this album is such a curveball. All of their shit prior to this, they do fucking bangers, my it's dude. They're so bangers. good. They're an exciting yeah. hip hop group that can do that. Yeah, and uh, you know, so when I heard the singles, I was just like, "Oh, you're just like I didn't really even know the context. I was just like, "Oh, you're just being experimental and abstract now. Mm-hmm. That's cool, I guess." Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I could respect the songs, but I just I couldn't embrace them. Right. Um, but then I heard this album in full. Yeah, that's uh, where like the singles did not hit me uh the mm-hmm. way until like I had the full context and then it was like <sighs> Okay, there are my feelings. Yes. Yes. Um this song this this album is just so emotional. Um and uh it's it I just keep coming back to it for some reason. Um you know, is as heavy as it is. Um there, there, there just feels like oh, we need to, we need to be doing stuff like this to down what's happening to us right now. Yeah. As we're as we're going through twenty twenty uh, post twenty twenty stuff, because mm-hmm. uh, you know there's um, you know because this record was made during twenty twenty with a lot of unfortunate events uh, in the real world, of course, and personally for the group members. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and there's like this just dis orienting almost like indecipherable moments of it it it's it's like it's processing mm-hmm. you know it's constantly processing and that's um you know that that's 
that's to me is like that's what we're still doing we're still yeah. going through this we're still processing this i think that's why this album is so damn relatable is because it's mm-hmm. so in the moment um that this is just where we all are mm-hmm. yeah um and you know even though it may not be uh always accessible in ways um it it's it's not one of those experimental records that loses its heart no you know it's it is um it's just so emotional it's and also really the... concise like it's right. only 41 minutes but mm-hmm. the journey you get taken on in that 41 minutes is very fulfilling and and eventful mm-hmm. and i loved i loved the the picture that you painted with uh you know being out in the desert mm-hmm. um this is this 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 here is kind of my my take of you know the painting i get with it like mm-hmm. To me, this album is like the sound of it being 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, you're sitting alone in the dark. Uh, there's light coming from a fuzzy TV. Uh, you've probably self-medicated mm-hmm. um, on like maybe alcohol or drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you're hunched over your couch and you're just scrolling through the noise of your phone. And you got the current events of the world just flickering in your head. And you are just grieving. Yeah. You know, it's you, heavy. you just... Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't want people to think like, "Oh, this 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 album must be such a downer." Because it's actually not. Like, it's not. There's something. It's because it's so relatable. Yeah. And there. And there. But the the last track, I I do think is is a little bit of a sunrise coming up. You know, just a little. Like, it's been three a.m. But might be peeking we're, out a little bit. Yeah, just just a little bit. Hmm. Um, and um. You know, it's it's an album about growing up, oh, yeah. uh, you know, and processing um, just how kind of brutal, you know, adult life is. I love the analogy um, they use on the album, especially on the track Knees, about my knees hurt mm, when I grow. Uh, I think that yes, that's like such a yeah. perfect like, of like oh. we're growing through this and it's just a painful process because it, and it has to be done. You can't really stop it. You have to process. You have yeah. to, you know, it has to hurt to grow from this. Right, right. And, um, you know, to me, this is a a record. I, I think of all everything I listen to, because now we're getting a lot of albums about what it's like to live, you know, in 2020, post-2020. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to me, this, this is the one that I think captures it better than the rest on a, oh, on a, on a, yeah. on a psychological kind of level. Yeah. Um, so, um, and the track I would, I would like to pick here is Superman that, mm. um, which to me as, as heavy and emotional and disorienting as it might be initially, uh, this is my favorite song of the year. Like I, I, that, that I, chorus I, there's no saving mm-hmm. me. There's no saving me or you. Gets stuck in my head on such a constant basis, and it's yeah. such a hopeless refrain that is so crushing mm-hmm. and so just oh yeah man. yeah yeah it it just ah uh, it's so moving yeah so um but here we go Superman that.
Save us from save us from those memories. I'm absolutely Holly. going to. I'm going to save us from anything Soldier Boy's ever done because my number two album is way better than anything you'll ever find in his catalog. <laughs> if you like him, I ain't going to throw any shades your way. That's not what we're about here. But but no. but but uh, my number two is an amazing artistic statement. And the more that it, the the year went on, and the more that I got to live with this album, the more. Just enthusiastic I became about it. This album just kept moving up the list all year. And it was just like, is this thing going to make it? I think this thing's got... And I'll, I want to be honest with you all. 24 hours ago, this was my album of the year. Ooh. And I just kind of had a moment earlier where it was just like, okay, I've got to be honest with myself and like say, like, okay, this isn't... Maybe maybe it's, you know, like the, the, the potency of its artistic expression maybe pushed it a little more uh, than, than, than maybe what I 100% enjoyed a smidge more. So just to kind of give you all like the rundown, like this list actually had like an upset and then a re-upset. <laughs> as, I, as I made my number two, uh, an album whose title that I actually can relate to uh, for at least a few months out of the year. Uh, my number two is Smiling With No Teeth by Genesis Owusu. Uh, uh, uh. Nice. Oh, here we go. I have to imagine that you were waiting all show for this to drop, weren't you? PH? I was. I was this curious where this would show up. <laughs> yeah. This is the one I, I was when you first like speculate. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I remember you mentioning lawsuit. this one specifically. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, this actually. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, so this is an album that absolutely revels in the joy of being creative. 
Um, yeah. It is joyously creative, track to track. Like the first time listening to this album, I had no idea what was coming next. It's just so varied in style, from like modern mm-hmm. funk, pop rock, hip hop. There's even like a bit of punk in there. Um, he's just kind of doing everything all over the place. And the weird thing is that it all fits together. None of these different styles mm. feel like they clash or make the album feel aimless or anything. It's just everything is tied together perfectly um, musically, uh, it, which we've kind of already discussed at length. How great of a, an artistic accomplishment this is from a musicianship point of view and from a songwriter's point of view. The thing that I really love about this album is... Um, the way that it explores and personifies mental health and depression um, mm. and the racism and, and, and the way that all of that is personified as two black dogs that continually hunt him down. Mm, um, yeah. Nearly every song on the album is lyrically a representation or from the point of view of one of those black dogs. And they represent like depression or race related anxiety. Um, and it's presented with these upbeat catchy compositions that if you're not paying attention to the lyrics they just sound like fun time like earwormy dancey songs and Mm -hmm. i love that that's how the album gets its title where i love that it's all of the music is smiling but like Mm -hmm. the lyrical content like you're not really smiling like if you pay it this is an album that if you listen to give it one listen with the lyrics open on genius yeah, because he's doing yeah. a lot of really cool, clever shit. Um, my favorite is like a, example of that is um, "Waiting on You," which it sounds I've like been this, on you. and it sounds like this slow, sexy R and B song, and he's just like leaning into it with his vocal performance, giving you like the smoothest, buttery performance you could imagine. It's like, yeah, yeah this is the sex jam, right? Yeah, and then you, yeah, it's so tricky. Right? And then you realize, like, you read the lyrics in the of the song, and it's just it's literally about depression preying on and seducing him. And it's just like, mm. oh, it's such a genius moment. Yeah. And and like like I like that this album like it feels like this 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 long chase sequence right where he's constantly being hounded by the common theming of the black dogs that keep chasing him um, and mm. I like that when you get to no looking back which which also weirdly repurposes the full house theme <laughs> as its chorus everywhere you yeah. look <laughs> like it's he straight up repurposed it. Um, I like that when you get to that point of the album and he's kind of laid all of this stuff down and these things that dog him, like you reach that emotional catharsis at the end of the line, however, where you get the line, you know, now I finally see myself when I try thinking of love. Mm, And that just like, that hit me so hard the first time. Mm. I just thought that's such a brilliant moment of giving you that catharsis of kind of taking, taking the listener through where he's been. And the things that he's gone through and showing you that, like, yeah, like, there is a way out of this. Um, and I, th- I think that that moment in particular gave this, the, the whole shape of the album, an interesting and very cool uh, emotional arc. But he doesn't let you go that easy. Because I love the, I love the fact that we end with the song Bye Bye, which mm. it, it, it keeps the album honest about mental health. And that, yes, like, these black dogs will be back. 
and it's a struggle that he'll always face. And I feel that 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 bit of honesty is really what pushed this one up so much further because it's such an honest look at uh, mental health. Um, And it never wallows. Like, it's it's constantly an entertaining record. He is an entertaining performer, so charismatic, so many vocal stylings, so many styles of music to play with. This is a treat for the ears, but it's mm-hmm. also a treat for the mind. And if you struggle with mental illness, it's a it's a treat for the soul. Uh, and that's what this album's got. A lot of fucking soul. And uh, the track that I have chosen is Gold Chains. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Which is a great representation of how, like, we are, like, materialism and off is, is often, um, used to deal with mental health and like you know you like i'm guilty of it myself of just buying things to try to make myself feel better but like the refrain oh of, yeah the, i'm the same yeah, and, like, <laughs> and, and then the refrain of you know like it looks so gold but it feels so cold inside these chains and it's just like mm-hmm. that's so great and like the way he kind of very bluntly goes over the mental issues that he's dealing with in that song uh just kind of paints the whole picture for me. This is just one picture from a very elaborate storybook that, like, if I'm going to beg anybody to listen to any album this year, uh, it's going to be this one. I'm going to do, like, please, give this one a shot. Uh, if I, you know, if I had to get down on my hands and knees and beg some people to try one out, um, <laughs> it's definitely Smiling With No Teeth from Genesis Owusu, and this is Gold Chains. Roulette with my resistance Play avoid of all assistance My life, my love, my business 
Incidentally, gold chains was my backup in case you picked whip cracker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Yes, good, good track, good track. But uh, moving from smiling with no teeth, what could Taylor have for a number two? Uh, so I also had trouble. Oh. I knew which two albums would be in contention for my right. number one when mm-hmm. I started doing this. I had trouble, and I've even been thinking about it as we've been doing this, because I have made adjustments during recording. There's I something did that, I've never told I did anybody. That one year, I did that one year with uh, the David Bowie and Radiohead albums. I literally changed them. Um, I changed them going in to that last segment. We, we took a break. I remember very vividly, we took a bathroom break before we did the last two, and I literally flipped them. Like, <laughs> moments before that's, we got back. That's, that's, that's a tough one. I think the closest I had uh, with uh, contention was my three and four, mm. uh, Little Sims and Lingua Ignota. They just yeah. seemed to always want to dance around each other. Yeah. Um, Perfect and then companion I, albums. I know. It's so weird, right? Uh, <laughs> that, that's just my taste, I guess. Right? Um, it's... it's uh, and then I kind of listened to him, and then I just had this like, no, I gotta, I gotta do it. I gotta order it like this. Gotta be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. So what's what are you true to yourself with, Taylor? Well, how did that fight end up for for your number two and number one slot? So my number two is easily the album I've listened to the most this year, mm-hmm. and it's an an album I would say is the most nostalgic for me. Ooh. Uh, because my number two album of the year is <clears throat> uh, The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy yes! by Rob Zombie. Yes! I am so glad that this album is being represented. Yes! I'm so hyped right now. Oh, I'm uh, so happy. Oh, my God. There's, so a, moment, there's a moment on uh, the album of the year cast where John just goes for it. And is honest to himself, and I have that same amount of joy bursting in my heart right now, Taylor. <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you, Taylor. Uh, so, Rob Zombie, come the fuck on. You all know who Rob come Zombie on! is. Do I really need to do yeah. the intro for this? <laughs> Rob, Rob Zombie makes, you know, really fun music that just makes me happy. And... Uh, this is the most I've felt a Rob Zombie album in quite some time, and I don't even particularly know why, but this is an album that just breezes it, by, it's and I so, don't even realize it's over when it's over. It's so fun! I love this album so to good. bits! Yes, yeah. Yes. I saw this on, I guess, Polly's list, and I gave it a I was just like, I just lit up. I was just so elated. Yeah, oh, it's, it's so, so good. It's such an immediately like in a in a world where we need more fun. I am so mm-hmm. glad this album exists. Yes. Yeah, it's just it's so much just easy brain candy. Uh and I've picked a weird song for all of y'all. Hell yeah. You, you probably, the, more, the weirder the better. Because that's what this album is. You probably all thought I was going to go for Crow Killer Blues, but you're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. uh, Because, oh God, hold on. Uh, I can't see it all in the Spotify window. (laughs) And I need to know the name of this song. (laughs) Yeah, all the song titles are great. 
Oh uh, yeah, th- they're not even Coheed song titles, they're Panic at the Disco song titles. And yeah. I have in fact picked the song with the longest title because it's 18th century cannibals, excitable Morlocks, and a one-way ticket on the ghost train. Yes! Love this Hate track. It. Love it. You know, if you have John 5 in your band, you may as well use him once in a while. God damn, <laughs> you ain't wrong. And, and John 5 is not just a shredder. He has a background in country, bluegrass, Hell and yeah. blues. And and good old Robert Cummings threw him a bone. Oh, my God. His <laughs> performance, like, 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 Rob's performance on this track is so good. It is. <laughs> oh, yeah, what it's a just... fantastic pick. I'm so elated. Me too. <laughs> me too. This is just, it makes me, because I was like, <sighs> Maybe honorable mentions, but uh, this was so good. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. Now let's listen to some demented hillbilly music to send us in. Well, come on now, 
we are, but we're going to edge the audience a little bit because there's a matter, there's a matter of the almost, the matter of the shattered dreams, the matter <laughs> of those who fell by the wayside, the drowned kittens, if you will. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, we're going to bat it around the old table. Uh, same order, uh, and like, uh, give us a list of some things that did not quite make the list. PH, get us started. All right. So the first thing I'm going to mention, uh, I feel like I have to, I'm bound to mention it, mm-hmm. um, because of uh, a friendship I have mm-hmm. and, uh, this, this is a close friend and I think they would just like burn the bridge of our friendship if I did not mention it. And I think, I think it is a, a an album that... You know, when it happens, you have to acknowledge it. Um, so an honorable mention for me is going to be Weezer, uh, OK Human. <laughs> um, it's, it's, um, it's still, look, it's Weezer, and Weezer's had a just dismal, dismal track record. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I have, like, there is, this band is special in how depressed uh, the fans get like they're just always waiting in line, just wanting something that's like a blue or a Pinkerton. Um, there's the Weezer and cycle, it, and then there's the Sonic cycle. They're very similar. Yeah, it, you know what? So, what that's perfect. That, that's a perfect way to fit into that. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think Hurley is not that bad. You know, um, it's it's you know, it's not. It's kind of in ear and out, you know, in in one ear, out the other. But at the same time, it's it's got some tunes. Um, but okay, human. Um, it's just like I feel like uh, Rivers was like, you know what? What about if we did an album that was Eleanor Rigby, the whole album? <laughs> um, it's uh, just really well done orchestrated pop songs. Mm. Like, just mm. really, really well done. Um, and it, it was surprising um, how kind of nicely produced it all is. Um, you, you're you're going to get that cheesiness uh, going into it. Um, but to me, it's, it's nowhere nearly as... Nowhere nearly as uh, abysmal as uh, some Rivers uh, albums have been, some Weezer albums have oh, been. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, please check it out if you're just looking for a fun uh, record that's just just kind of gorgeously arranged. It's 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 not a bad. I will bad give it the all. arrangements are really solid. Yeah. So, uh, do I continue or am I just gonna pass it around? Uh, go ahead and get like like you know like when, I, I don't know how long we're gonna spend on this segment, but just kind of spit out as much as you can, and then when okay, you feel like okay. tossing it over, go ahead and toss it. Sure, sure. Um, uh, okay, we'll do rapid fire round. Sure. Uh, a lot, a lot of a lot of bands from the UK killed it this year. Um, you know, we had Black Midi, uh, oh, with yeah. Cavalcade, yeah. Uh, great album. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had, I actually ended up liking the Idols album, Crawler, mm. um, and mm. uh, enjoyed, um, oh gosh, gosh, there's, there's, it, <laughs> it just escaped me. It just escaped me. Oh no! Album, but the album I want to talk about that, uh, of, of everything that, that came out of that era, um, has got to be Squid. Oh yeah, um, yeah. With mm. uh, with bright green field, um, just it's it's a uh, it's a record that is not afraid to be dangerous, make bold choices, 
Um, sometimes, sometimes it makes choices that are just like, I don't know, this it's is too a, much. But, it's still delightfully weird. Yes, yes, and it's it's tight. Yeah, the album is just like really focused, really good drumming, like really good rhythm. Like the lead singer is the drummer. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I always yeah. love that. <laughs> And, he, and, and and a fantastic vocalist. Absolutely. Uh, like he's, kind of he's like a talking heads. He's got yes. like a talk, talking heads, Isaac Brock thing. Going that's on what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, so that's another good one. Uh, let me scroll through here real quick. Um, I want to give a shout out to Yola. Um, Stand for myself. It's a it's a disco uh, kind of country soul album. Interesting uh, with combo. A, yeah, and it, it, but with um, drenched in kind of like in the '60s era. You oh, know, it's a very much a throwback. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's so while in some ways it's like not say shall we say new. Um, it's just also like it's got character, yeah. um, and I think it's just kind of a crowd pleasing thing. Like. You know, this year we had like Silk Sonic kind of do a similar thing where they did um, uh, their their record where it was drawn on like 70s soul. But I think Yola just there's more to it. There's there's a journey with the mm. album that I appreciate. Um, gosh, a lot of albums that you all have talked about. Um, uh, existence is futile. Definitely. Uh, that, that's my metal album of the year. Um Let's see. I'm trying to. There's so much. I have 44 <laughs> albums, y'all. I love this because now you got to scramble. I put you on I'm the spot. S- you put me right on the freaking spot here. Um, got to throw oh, a curveball. Um, got to keep them. I got to keep you. Got to keep you on your toes, man. You, you're, you're doing that. Uh, Zarface, MF Dunes, yes! uh, Super Wood. That's that's really fun. Uh, Dark Time, Sunshine's Lore is mm-hmm. like is 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 kind of. You know, I think it's really hard to do kind of like a positive rap album that isn't like too much. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I don't know, it hit me at a good time when I heard that, um, you know, the first sort of uh, post-2020 album that was kind of like, hey, you all right? Hey, you okay? Doing okay over yeah. there? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, definitely Rob Zombie. Give a shout out to Rob Zombie. Hell yeah. Um, one that killed me to cut was Turnstile. Uh, glow on because I just love I I listen to that album so much. Oh yeah, that album so goes on much. repeat when I listen, yes. baby. I cannot yeah. mm-hmm. let that one go. Yes. Um and you know, before I guess I fuck it. Uh it's it's a big mess, but I love Danny Elfman. That album has problems. It's, yeah. it's too long. It's too long. It's way but, it needed to be yeah, it needed yeah, an editor. It's, it's it's like nine A sides and the rest are just B sides, but I I still what I like about that yeah. album, I, I really like. There's still it, a lot it, to like. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. So um you know I'm not gonna mention a, a couple just because I don't know if it's gonna show up. So, um, uh, on to you, Polly. Right. Uh, okay. So my year, I guess like one of the first, uh, that really got me was a surprise. Cause I'm usually not into J rock that much, but I, li- I really liked hidden world, uh, from Bandmade. Mm-hmm. just a really fun, uh, ridiculous, uh, Japanese rock album from like a, a band, uh, that's fronted by a woman who was literally a maid and decided that she wanted to be a rock star and learned guitar to do it. So I yeah, fucking I respect it. that. I respect the fuck out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob Zombie, of course, was just, I mm-hmm. love that album. I spun, like, whenever I, that, that was much like the Turnstile album, when I would spin it, that's staying on for a while. Um, mm-hmm. 
Andrew WK's God is Partying. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. I meant to mention this. It's, yes. it's such a unique album. Uh, this mm. album hurt to cut, and I almost cut Turnstile for it. Um, mm. It's such a uniquely dark album uh, from mm. Andrew WK. It's so personal. It's, it's, it's not what I expected from him at all. Um, especially coming from his last album, which was coming from a very positive place. This one's coming from a much darker place where he's probably gone through some shit and he's airing a lot of it on this album. And I think this is like, if you like shit like Muse or something, maybe mm-hmm. give this one a spin. I, I, I like yeah. that album a lot. Uh, Lingua yeah. Ignota, Cinder Get, Cinder Get Ready. Uh, I, it's not on my list because a lot of times I make my list around things that, like I enjoy this and I want to sit down and it's going to be played a lot. And we, as we've discussed, <laughs> not an album you're going to do that with. Um, uh, Tomahawks, Tonic Immobility, really just mm-hmm. enjoyed this. Probably it was uh probably my it's one of my favorite Mike Patton fronted uh, pieces of work that's come out in a long while. Um, just a really solid rock album with really good performances, really good songs, really catchy, good stuff. Uh, no Gods, No Masters from Garbage, loved it. Like we talked about it a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brockhampton's mm-hmm. Roadrunner. New Light, New Machine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Re- that album really goes deep on emotions, too, uh, and a lot of the similar topics uh, that the Injury Reserve album did. Um, uh, an album that kind of caught me off guard that I wasn't expecting, because mostly I'd never heard of the band prior to this year, was My Eyes Fall Victim, Raise the Black Flag, which is mm-hmm. a, just a great Screamo album in 2021. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. I listened to that uh, a couple times. Yeah, I really it's like really that good. Album. Like, it's uh, just like, it makes you mm-hmm. feel real good afterward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. The, 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 the vocals are just. Oh, God, they're so soaring. Killer. It's amazing. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Lil Nas X, Montero. Absolutely. I forgot to mention that. Yes. Absolutely. A great album. Yeah. Just top mm-hmm. to bottom. Just love it. And, and and the last one that got me this year, uh, it was in November. It's like a little recency bias. Probably the reason it didn't get on there, because uh, I just mm-hmm. didn't have enough time to consider it, is Late Stage Optimism from Broken Baby, which, mm-hmm. God, that album's really fun. Go listen mm-hmm. to Broken Baby's Late Stage Optimism. I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, yeah. when um you recommended that, I was at the gym, mm-hmm. and so... Uh, like I was listening to, like, oh, I can run to this. So yeah, yeah. yeah like it's, it's a lot of cool activist music too. Like it's mm-hmm. very, 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 uh, very progressive in its messages. Uh, very empowering, much like the garbage album. So yeah, mm-hmm. great, great. Taylor, honorable mentions. All right. Well, uh, we've already uh, y'all have already spoken at length about JPEG Mafia's LP, mm-hmm. which is one of those albums that just barely made. Uh, not the cut. <laughs> it yeah. was very close to being in in contention. As was, uh, your time to shine by Monolord, mm. a uh, Swedish doom metal band, who are in the list until Chemist released an album that was similar but better. Mm. Uh, uh, Lil Nas X Montero. Yep. Uh, again, an album I listened to a bunch and dug a lot. Just you Just know, didn't not quite not my it. normal thing. Yeah. Oh, I dug. I dug it. Just not quite in the top ten sort of deal. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna throw it to Ice Nine Kills for oh. uh, Silver Scream Two. Huh. I like that. Uh, album sort too. of like how the Silver Scream just missed my top ten the year that came out. This just missed the top ten the year this came out. Right uh, in December. Hey, I like or October. Yeah, it came out in October. Yeah. 
Yeah, hey, I like horror movies. Yeah, I, this one <laughs> just I like did not... songs about horror movies. This one yeah. just did not land for me the same way for some reason. I don't know. It's the same way with the new Ginger album. Uh, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it for like mm-hmm. two days, and it was like, now when I listen to it, it's just like, I get to track eight, and I think, why isn't this over yet? Uh-oh, I don't <laughs> like this album. Oh. Oh. Ginger is one of those bands... Uh, there's another band like them called Burning Witches. They're yeah. consistently almost something I like. <laughs> almost! <laughs> uh, and then, uh, I guess the last honorable mention I'll throw out is an album called Methods of Human Disposal by Gravesend. <laughs> I love I like the it. name! <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'm going to listen to that after uh, we're done here. You got uh, me on the name alone! <laughs> yeah. Th- uh, grindcore from New York. Hell yeah! There you go. There go. Sign me up. <laughs> so if you if you like grindcore, uh, Gravesend was uh, the grindcore album of the year. And you know what? Um, I'll give a mild shout out to Violence Unimagined by Cannibal Corpse. I like that Cannibal album. Cor- Cannibal Corpse is is the ACDC of death metal. Damn. They make the same album over and over again. Yeah. They're really fun live. Uh, and yeah, you know. You either like can't, you either like Cannibal Corpse or you don't, and I don't love them. Nah, but nah, I did like that album. Nah. We should all be jealous of Corpse Grinder's neck, however. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, epic neck. Apparently, epic he's neck. very good at claw machines, and he donates the toys. He to donates. Charity the, that's done. Amazing, amazing, <laughs> like right? That. Like, yeah. why? Why am I not surprised? Wholesome grindcore man. You like that? You like not that. really grindcore it, but you know. But, so, I suppose that is going to do it for the honorable mention portion of the cast. And you know what that means. It's time. The big oh, baller number ones are about to start rolling in. If your wig hasn't been blown back already, if it's not, already on, the, if it's not already on the wall behind you, prepare thyself. It is about to be. Also, going to want to look into having another change of pants by your chair right now. Mm-hmm. Just between you and me. <laughs> These things can get a little messy, and when you got three this time, it's going to get a little crazy. So, PH, without yes. further ado, what is your album of the year? How do y'all feel about love? I lo- I, I'm, I'm pretty into it. I'm here for it. I think we need more of it. What about uh? We wanted to see it's who we <laughs> wanted to be. <laughs> well, how about? Unrequited love. Oh obsession. no! Well, that's that's well, uh, that's a little. Yeah, or or obsession, a desperation, uh huh, guilt, heartbreak, mm-hmm. loneliness, unease. Oh, how do you how do you feel about murder? I'm a, I like those. I like those a lot. <laughs> well, because I, I, I have an I like, album. I like death. You like? <laughs> well, I have an album experience for you. Uh, my number one album of 2021 is Madison by Sloppy Jane. Ooh, wow. This one got there. No huh? idea what this is. This it is did. wild. This one is wild. Yes, this one got here. Um, and uh, where do I start? I'm going to start at the beginning. I'm going to start it. because there's this, I'm, this, mean, this one means a lot to me. This is um, the album of the year. Take the stage, <laughs> sir. So Sloppy Jane is a band I uh, haven't known I didn't know anything about prior to this year. Um, and it, that was kind of funny because when I was researching the band and looking them up, um, I was scrolling through the images and I noticed that the lead singer was like, oh, 
she performs naked, uh, yeah. and I had, to, I had to like close the window because well, uh, this, yeah. this, this was on a company's computer. Oh uh, no! So, yeah. <laughs> so that, I mean, could be a, that could be I unfortunate. Could, I work in IT, so maybe I, I, I could you know be like, hey, yeah, got a weird email. Um, weird. So, but um, so this band is is masterminded uh, and fronted by uh, Haley Dahl. Um, and it's, uh, started out, I think as like this three piece art punk band from LA, mm -hmm. um, which at the time in that lineup, it had Phoebe Bridgers as part of them. Um, who I, I don't know if y'all know Phoebe Bridgers. I, I think she's mm -mm. getting to be something of a name now though. in the, you know, a big name in like indie rock kind of circles. Right. Um, uh, but now sloppy Jane is like, is, is, is Haley doll's baby. Uh, and on this record, Madison, which is just so much, uh, this band has had a bit of a metamorphosis uh, from the art punk days. Because uh, I think I, I would describe this as like like goth orchestra folk ballad pop. This is like chamber um, music in a way. It's yes, so yes. it's such an interesting piece of work. Yeah, um, it it's a record that has also like a very strong musical theater. Oh, yeah. Kind of binding to it. Like a few of these songs feel like they could feature on an off-Broadway show. Absolutely. Uh, which honestly is kind of interesting that I, I do seem to have like a theme of, of albums that kind of feel like they could be around a music theater space. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely <laughs> noticing that. Yeah. Like, like with, uh, you know, spelling and uh, Little Sims, you know, they, they have these like things about them that kind of, you know, feel that way um and you know uh, the big thing uh, and i, I can't, don't want to forget this mm -hmm. uh a very interesting thing about this project is that it was recorded in a cave 200 feet <laughs> underground yep um in west and, virginia and west virginia at the lost world caverns yep um and that location like plays this huge role and how just grand and vast the space on these songs sounds. Yes, it's impressive as fuck. It's, From a production standpoint, listening yes, to this yes. album was a sheer joy. Yes, mm. and it's 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 almost like it's even at times that might be a little bit of a detriment to the album, right? Like sure, sometimes yeah. things get, get get lost, but but I feel like that adds character. I think that, like exactly just, uh, that yeah. add, that like like the notes that you will lose when you're dealing with that much kind of reverberation. It mm -hmm. it is it is definitely a special character given to this album. Yeah, and um, so like from a presentation standpoint, this album, I, I feel like I'm attending a formal dress dinner party. But it's hosted by ghosts. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and you have like this accompanying orchestra. And then you get this like really nonlinear story. And that story is about love. Yeah. And and it's 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 actually about loving someone so much it's uncomfortable mm. and pain and it and even painful, where you just don't know how to handle those feelings mm -hmm. and and like the devastation of not having that returned um with like dashes of like manslaughter and murder added into the story for good measure um it's like Polly, you were talking about how genesis was who does you know you, you listen to the song and it's poppy and cheery or, yeah. or what or has a groove to it 
Um, but if you like, you pay attention to lyrical content. You're like, oh, oh, there's some, there's some, there's some fangs here. <laughs> and and that this is uh, this is how this whole album is. Yeah. Um, there is there is a sinister presence and like a madness that's yes. just like lur- lurking below everything. I love uh, it. Yeah, and, and it's 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 like a. I don't know. It's like there's been a dead body underneath the floorboards the whole time, man. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. um, I didn't mention this one in honorable mentions because I had a feeling. I, I oh, wasn't sure, okay. but I okay. had a feeling. I had the same feeling about it. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. When see. We get okay. To it, okay. Um, and it's like all these details about it. I find it so moving. Like there's a song called Wilt and it's got lyrics that go, You've got roses on the brain, but I'm all wilt. Even if the roses are fake, the plastic is real. And that just gives me a lump so... in my throat. That's yeah, right. It's just, it's, it's just like, because I've been there. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's 100% relatable. Um, right. Um, this is an album, like, you know, I heard it in November, but, like, I have listened to this album at least, like, one to three times on most days. Wow. And Oh my dude. And I just get I get excited every right. time cuz cuz I'm just like, oh, I like that part. Oh, I like that part. Oh, I can't wait for this next part coming right. in. Like it just flows so well for me. Mm-hmm. Um and really it's just how the parts of how all these songs fit into the story that mm-hmm. this album has to tell and details get revealed with each listen like you might have overlooked something on like your first few listens but suddenly it all can burn bright yeah as like a, a shy lyric suddenly drops out you know jumps out at you yeah um something cool and different is going to catch right, you every time right, it's so right. rewarding it is and uh you know and i think something to keep in mind is like maybe at first this album doesn't necessarily reveal itself mm. but uh, I think that it wants it that way. It wants to be a mystery. Yes. Um, and, you know, like, because, like, the first time I experienced this album, I liked it. But right. it took me getting to the big climatic song called The Constable. Yeah. Mm. That gave me this, like, simultaneous, like, aha. <laughs> I needed, <laughs> you know? this album, I needed, like, two or three listens for it to finally all yeah. come together. And then when mm-hmm. it did, that moment where it just, like, and, and every time I listen to this album, it's typically with headphones, by the way, because yes. I, oh, yes. this is an earphone album, if there ever was one. Mm. Yes. And it's, just, yes. it's so rich and has it so is. much character. Even if mm-hmm. this is not the kind of music that you would want to listen to, I think that this is like, this is required listening. If you like oh, cool you. shit, you. if you really yeah, like you. cool shit. It's, it, it, it's really unlike anything I really heard this year. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just love it. And, and, you know, I think there might be like more perfect albums this year in terms of like, like experiences where it's like, you know, like maybe the production's a little better structure, right. or the visceral nature musicianship, or maybe song sequencing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, there is no other album this year that is such a big, messy, bloody and broken bitten heart mm. than, than this one. Yes. Um, I, I I would I would love to pick and and play that track the constable for y'all, but I I won't do it because you know if if anyone chooses to listen to this, I just wouldn't want to rob you of that moment. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I I oftentimes make that same decision when I'm going for because yeah. I want I ultimately mm-hmm. want people to check the things out that I'm recommending, so I won't always give you the best shit. 
Yeah, because it, it really just ties it all together. Yeah, that um, track in particular, giving that away, mm-hmm. I think, really spoils uh, the movie. Yes. Like, when you finally get that, like, that final buildup, I think that, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't yeah. give that away. Um, so, uh, the track I like to pick, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Jesus in Your Living Room Floor. Um, and while I'm a little, like, self-conscious in the sense of, like, oh, it's the mournful piano <laughs> one... Um, <laughs> I do think uh, it's a great example of showing the effect of the, the recording in the caves. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it displays the themes of the album very well. And um, it's, uh, and it, look, just, just pay attention to the gorgeous outro to this song. Yes. Like, like every time I hear it, I feel like I can just reach out into this infinite ocean of sound that's mm-hmm. just spiraling. Like, it just... Every time, every time, I just I am lost in that. Um, it's so moving. Um, so yeah, that's it. That that is my number one album of the year, Madison by Sloppy Jane. And here's Jesus and your living room floor.
All right, that's over Ooh. with. Um, I made Ooh. it. I got to. I, I got. I got there. You did Holly. it. I'm proud of you. You did it. You did it. We're, Thank we're, you so much. Ooh, okay. Okay. I've got to follow that up, and I don't. Oh boy. Well, I'm gonna tell you. My my album of the year may not be as deep. It may not be as technical, and it may not be as art as, as artistically stimulating as 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 Sloppy Jane. But I am no less enthused about it. Um, this was an album that completely caught me by surprise. Uh, I'd never heard of the artist before. And it was just like, how did it, you, you know? So, like, when, when it kind of slams into your playlist of never leaving your turntable, never leaving never leaving your MP3 player playlist, like, at all, and being on a constant rotation, this album deserves to be at the spot it is at. I want to ask you two a question. Uh-huh. <laughs> how do you feel about rock and roll? I like some rock and roll. You like I some love rock and roll. roll? I love rock and roll. You know what? Put another dime in the jukebox, baby. Rock and roll is here to stay. My Absolutely. album of the year is Give One, Take One from 68. Woo. I knew it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Was this your pick? Was this your, that's the this one? Was, that, that was the one. Because like you said, uh, th- this album, like, I, I'm not trying to. No, go ahead, thunder, go ahead. But it, it, it's, it's this is the spirit of rock and roll at its best, and it's something that I have missed. Mm-hmm. I think it is hands down the best rock album. Like absolutely, straight, straight up rock. Like no, no bells and whistles. Like here we go. This is We're no gonna... bells and whistles. This is literally two yeah. dudes. This is a dude with a guitar, mm-hmm. some effects pedals, some looping, and a drummer going out of his mind. Yes, yes. Um, um I'd never oh. heard of '68. Prior to this year, I'd never heard like I'd never heard of Same. any any of Josh Scoggins' work prior to this. I knew who Norma Jean was, but I'd never really mm-hmm. delved into them. Um, mm-hmm. But this album got me to go back and listen to everything in 68's discography, and I've enjoyed every <laughs> yeah. every single bit of it. Like this, this is a band that aesthetically, from a sound standpoint, like I love everything about what this is doing. It's just straight ahead driving rock music that has that. It's just the fucking soul of rock and roll. Like it gets it. Um, like all I needed was like, I think it was metal sucks posted the video um, <laughs> for the knife, the knife, the knife. Yeah. About yeah. a month or two before the album came out. And I was like, I, you know, you're listening to it. It's got that opening riff. He's just noodling along. And then you get that scream. Of that just kicks the album into high gear right from the so t- good, and I was like, "I'm there." That's it. That was the moment when I threw this album on the first time. Is when you get to that way, the first time he just lets loose with a scream into the fucking into the song going, just like that's it. I, this is the album. This is for me. Mm-hmm. I love this. I'm buying this day one. <laughs> uh, this album is just. A damn good bit of fun. Like it, it's got a raw live energy and its performances, and it's just so immediately engaging. You know what you're getting right out the gate. Um, it's an album that I feel basically defined the types of sounds that I wanted to hear this year, and I think you can kind of hear that in a lot of my picks. Is that a lot of the stuff I'm listening to this year is noisy? It's it's it's. Um, not always straightforward. It's maybe a little sloppy in places. Um, 
And this album basically defined that, I think. Like, this is the album that, like, oh, this is literally the kind of sound that I want to hear all year. And that's kind of why I think it deserves here uh, to be here. Um, Just Scoggins, mm-hmm. like, vocal stylings are just completely unruly. He sounds like he's got a rabid weasel in his pants the whole time, but as much as he's just running around yelling and just adding so much flavor and excitement to his songs. And Nika Yamada's drumming is that dude's got so many chops that like as a drummer myself, I was reinvigorated just listening Mm. to what he does. Like looking up videos of 68 live to see what they do and seeing him turn into a freaking monster behind the kit. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's so, so, so much my fucking jam. And, and like, despite the fact that this album was recorded prior to the pandemic, um, it mm-hmm. still taps into and captures that intense isolation and division and fear that's only gotten worse and worse in the last 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Um, I think like the, the, the line that sticks out to me the most, that I think really defines that what this album is basically doing with its lyrical stylings. It's a nervous passenger that is, um, and it's the, the pre-chorus that uh, love has moved out and fear has moved in with rage. Um, Mm. And this album as a whole feels like a reaction to that, both in terms of being afraid itself, uh, wanting to pull together with other bits of positive humanity because this stuff is scary. Um, And and, and like, like Nervous Passenger itself is a song that a lot of people I know could relate to because it's literally about losing someone from what I can assume falling into like right wing conspiracy theory hell holes and never being able to reach them. Like, you know, the lyrics Mm. state like a million miles, a million miles an hour won't reach you, my friend. And like that, I think that says a lot about what this album's doing. But again, it does it while being just a really fun and 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 almost sing-songy uh, rock yeah. album that's fun and bursting at the seams with the, the 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 sheer joy of being able to play rock music like this album say, is this. I was gonna say this album is like you know this is like the epitome of let's fucking go. Yes. And, and, yeah, it's and, a very high-energy album. It's so high-energy. And, like, the the album, it dares to, to have hope in the face of its own fear and nervous trepidation with messages mm. about how, like, we're one and the same and we sing the very same song mm. and other positive moments like that. I think if there's an album that was most me this year and sort of tapped into my own fears and isolations and hopes for something better... It was this album, and it also got to be like just a loud, raucous, fun rock album uh, in the process. Um, and it just reignited this love that I have for just straightforward ass rock music that's distorted as hell. We're gonna play loud, it might be sloppy as hell sometimes, but you're gonna have fun. And the track that I've chosen from this particular album is gonna be Bad Bite. And not the one that I originally said in the recording. Because I literally don't know what I was thinking. Why would I not choose the song that is literally about celebrating rock and roll. About the album that is excited as hell to be a rock and roll album. So I apologize to both my co-hosts about making this last second edit. But I felt like a complete moron for not choosing this track 
So please enjoy Bad Bite from my favorite album of 2021, Give One, Take One from 68. Yeah, 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 yeah. Time once again Hello. to put the final piece to the puzzle in place. Please grace us with your album of 2021. Well, I'm really putting a nail in the coffin of this one. Okay. Uh, because my number one is Celestial Blues by King Woman. Oh, no. yes! It's- how did I forget oh. to mention this in my honorable mentions? Fuck! I love I this did. album. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> yeah, uh, King Woman is one of the many projects of Chris and Fondiari. Yep, they're kind of 
shoegazy, doomy, gothy, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hit on some very similar things that we've discussed over the course of this, like with the Lingua Ignota album. Yep. It's an album steeped in sort of themes of religion and what it's like growing up in fucking crazy religions. And this is probably the more digestible version of that. Yeah, no, this is it's Lingua Ignota by way of Chelsea Wolf, I guess yeah. you could say. That's, that's, yeah. yeah, like yeah. I, I got people that I know are into Chelsea Wolf, and I sent them this album this year, and they all seem to really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just you've got very sparse, desolate sounding arrangements with lonely, distorted guitars and the very unique way that Chris and Fondiari sings. Mm-hmm. And it just adds up to one absolute beast of a record yeah. that definitely feels shorter than the 40 minutes it lasts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it it's goes like, by so fast. It's, but it's so easy to just reach over and press play again on this one. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think every song on this one is a banger. Yeah, if you there's ask not me. a miss, not at mm-hmm. all. Yeah, but that gives me liberty to just go straight for a single to close us out because the song I'm playing for you all is Psychic Wound. Yes! Yes! We're, we're, going, out, we're going out with some gusto this year, folks. I think Hell everybody yeah. can appreciate that. Mm, <laughs> In a yeah, year where yeah, we've we had just... so many downers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> send them home. Going... Send them home with a smile, baby. <laughs> yeah, send them home with a smile from King Woman. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you.
us. That puts a cap Woo! on this amazing 2021. I'm I'm so stuck. All of these lists were amazing. Like all. Oh like, yeah. I oh, thank you. I loved it's almost all fire everything. This year. Yeah, like yeah, all fire. Absolute all killer, no filler. Just absolutely nothing but bangers. So let's give the folks at home one final rundown before we shove off for the next 365 psychic heist. Drop it on them one more time. Ten to one. What are your right. albums of the year? Here we go. Number ten, The Turning Wheel by Spelling. Number nine, Fire by The Bug. Number eight, Ultra Pop by The Armed. Number seven, LP by J- JPEG Mafia. And that's the offline version for everybody out there. Number six, Carnage by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. Number five, Hanky by Richard Dawson and Circle. Number four, Sometimes I Might Be Introvert by Little Sims. Number three, uh, Lingua Ignota, Sinner, Get Ready. Number two, uh, Sometimes I Might Get to Phoenix by Injury Reserve. And my number one, Madison by Sloppy Jane. I still get shivers. It's so good. (laughs) So good. So good. Number 10. Glow On from Turnstile. Number nine is Existence is Futile from Cradle of Filth. My number eight is Brass by More Mother and Billy Woods. My number seven is Aggression Continuum by Fear Factory. My number six is By the Time I Get to Phoenix by Injury Reserve. My number five is Ultra Pop by The Armed. My number four is Sometimes I Might Be Introvert by Little Sims. My number three is LP by JPEG Mafia. That is, of course, the offline version. My number two is Smiling With No Teeth by Genesis Owusu. And my number one... Rock and roll is here to stay, baby, with Give One, Take One from 68. Taylor, 10 to 1. My number 10 is Smiling With No Teeth by Genesis Owusu. My number 9 is Ultra Pop by The Armed. My number 8 is God's No by Garbage. My number 7 is I Lie Here Buried With My Rings and My Dresses by Backwash. My number six is Torn Arteries by Carcass. My number five is Existence is Futile by Cradle of Filth. My number four is Sinner Get Ready by Lingua Ignota. My number three is Deceiver by Chemis. My number two is... Oh, God, I have to look at it every time (laughs) I have to say it. The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy by Rob Zombie. And my number one is Celestial Blues by King Woman. Check every single one of these records out. Nothing but absolute fire, everybody. Thank you, of course, Taylor and Psychic Heist for joining me once again in this amazing celebration of audio that we get to do every year. I absolutely, I have no idea what the next year may hold in store for us, but I do know that 2021 is a year where we were fucking eaten. Absolutely. (laughs) Straight up. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Taylor, is there anywhere on the internet folks can find you uh, before we head on out? SoundCloud.com slash Western Desolation. And anybody who wants to follow me on Twitter already does. All right. And PH, I imagine we can probably just find you on the, on the Discord. That's where I hang. I'm That's on where the you Discord. Hang. Come hang mm-hmm. out. Talk music with us, please. Please. Yes, absolutely. I would love that. 
And you can find me at twitch.tv slash polyhead where I do podcasts and dumb VTuber stuff. Uh, thanks again, everybody. If you stuck with us this long, and, and, and God bless you if you did. We appreciate it. We love you lots. <laughs> and, of course, remember, in the next year, you really need to get around to listening to more Death Grips. <laughs> <laughs>